When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Chronicle Live on Facebook, Twitter, and over on YouTube. And later on the Everything Is Black and White podcast, Newcastle drew 2-2 with Tottenham up at St. James's Park. I'm joined by Chief Sports Writer Lee Ryder, who I think for the first time in many, many games, Lee, you can actually say it was quite an enjoyable game. And, you know, it's quite privileged to see that. Yeah, there were, well, there were parts of it that was enjoyable. I mean, being 2-1 down there, uh... With five minutes left and sort of staring, staring at defeat was uh, was a pretty grim experience, and it was more a case of relief when you know Willa crashes home the equaliser. But even then, uh, when it was two-two, the way Newcastle just capitulated after going one 0 up, which was ridiculous, um, it did make you wonder could they hold on, and uh, thankfully they did. Uh, it was a it was a decent performance in places. Uh, but just that that game management let them down, and um, just a little bit of confidence, I think, and you know, trying to hold the line when you go one nil up, uh, they just didn't quite manage it, and uh, it was, you know, it could be a costly afternoon for them. We will have to wait and see. So the goals came from Joe Linton, and then as Lee mentioned there, for those who haven't watched it, Spurs went right up the other end and equalised, and then Harry Kane scored a second goal moments later, and it took a late one from. Joe Willick, who came off the bench to grab the equaliser. Uh, lots of people in the comments lead talking about Joe Linton. He, he scored it was a good goal. And he had, I think, one of the best performances we've seen in a Newcastle United shirt. Yeah, well, I, I gave him man of the match. And I think it's only the second time he's won man of the match. Uh, sort of on my watch. And, I, um, yeah, I mean, look, he's had the critics. He's had the stick when he hasn't played well. But today, you know, you couldn't you couldn't fault him. I mean, he had an, an early tester which went straight to the keeper and I thought, oh, here we go again. But, you know, credit to Sean Longstaff. He's picked out a hell of a pass there, found him at the far post and, you know, he's, he's delivered. You know, he hasn't had service like that all the way through his career at Newcastle. Yes, he's, had, he's missed some bad chances, don't get us wrong. He's missed some sitters. But today he didn't and, you know, had a hand in the, the setting goal as well. When he sort of headed it across goal, so he did really well. Man, the match for me, and there was, you know, there was one or two contenders out there today, but for me, it was Joe Linton, and uh, hopefully, he can find a little bit of form, which is which has been his problem, really, hasn't it? At Newcastle, he's he's had sort of odd performances here, and he's, you know, he's he's, he's grabbed goals, but he's never been able to build on it, and he hasn't scored, you know, went on a run of goals, and that's that's what he needs to do now. I mean, his part in the, the equaliser for that Willock scored was brilliant. A wonderful crossing from Matt Ritchie and he did ever so well to keep the, the move alive because it was a difficult header to get back across the, the face of the goal and then it fell to Willock who tapped in. A brilliant move by Newcastle and Willock seemed to enjoy that um, and he says he did in his post-match interview being, a, being an Arsenal player. Yeah and you know it was, it was interesting to hear his comments after the game. He said he was dismayed that he was he was dropped and, you know, obviously he came here, he come here to start 
games. And thankfully today, you know, he, he's responded in exactly the right way. He, you know, he hasn't he hasn't sucked about it. He's he's waited for his chance. He's come on. He's scored a goal, and he, you know he probably should be in the team again um, next week. So good stuff from him. Second goal since he's arrived here on loan. Uh, I think he's a good decent player. I think he lost his way a little bit in the games leading up to this, but today he showed that you know he's got that that ability to respond and uh, you know he wouldn't be here if uh, he didn't have that Graham Morton there on Facebook saying Richie and Murphy were stand out I mean they were just two of the changes made today there were quite a few Sean Longstaff came in as well uh, Kraft was playing centre back what did you make of the changes because uh, when the team news first dropped I think a lot of people thought it was a bit of a gamble they were shocked at the, the number of changes and then the actual personnel but you know, it seemed to it seemed to pay off in many ways. They looked much more threatening than they have done in recent weeks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Twitter was carnage before the game with uh, people, you know, criticising the the changes. Um, it's now emerged that you know there was two or three injuries in there. Ryan Fraser, the main one, obviously he picked up a groin injury, and you know a lot of people expected to see him in, but those who played instead of him. You know more than play the part today, and you know realistically, you know everyone needs to step up now. They did that today. You know it's it. We're looking over his shoulder again this afternoon, and I'm not 100 percent sure what the how Fulham are getting on. I heard they were on top a few minutes ago. You might be able to update as I don't know. Um, but you know, is it still nil nil? It's still nil nil. Yeah, at the moment. Still, still nil nil. So you know, hopefully it at least stays like that. But realistically you know Newcastle have got to start taking accountability themselves and they need to start winning a couple of games Steve Bruce spoke about getting what nine points from the last nine games well he's got one of them now um, he needs to find another couple of wins from somewhere else and probably pick up a shock result against one of the bigger teams today you wouldn't have you know we've now taken four put no two points from Spurs this season we managed to be unbeaten we beat them last season as well down there it's Joe Linton's favourite team so you know, they, they can turn it on against the bigger sides. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a point gained. But I have to say, like everyone else, I think hearts were in mouth when uh, Gareth Bale comes on to take a free kick so late in the game. And, uh, you know, that could have that could have just sickened all of us. So, it, look, it's a, it's a point. It feels like more, but it's not. And, you know, it could feel like a lot less if things go wrong at Villa Park. We're talking about the positives there, but, I mean, for both goals... Um, Spurs goals really negative. I mean, the way they switched off and allowed Kane in, and then the second one, Endombele had so much room to turn and pick Kane out. What was Steve Bruce's reaction like on the touchline? Because obviously, you get to see it better than we do at home. And and do you think that'll be worrying him going forward? That you know, they're giving these players this type of space, and when you do, you you're going to get punished. Yeah, I think they were f- they were furious, to be honest, and. One, I mean, one little thing, as I said it in my, my sort of immediate reaction video, was that when Newcastle scored the opener, I thought the celebrations were, you know, you know, they've got to celebrate the goals. We've had nothing to shout about, but I just thought that ooh, they're going a little bit over the top there in terms of, you know, celebrating. And I just hope they they can get, you know, get turned around here and calm down a bit. And, and they didn't. And I think that's where your leadership needs to be spot on. Uh, obviously, Steve Bruce can't do too much about that. I mean, he can shout and ball all he likes on the line, but you need, you know, you need your captain or an experienced player to start getting people back and turned 
down, you know, you, you haven't won the game at that stage, 28 minutes, there's a long way to go. So, yeah, I mean, maybe they were a little bit overzealous, but the way they've been criticised, uh, some of it deserved, uh, they probably, that was just a, an outpouring of emotion and uh, perhaps it cost them a little, little bit. Do you think the players that came in, and we know, like Steve said, some of the changes were forced, but looking ahead to Burnley, the likes of Richie, I mean, what a return for him given the past few weeks. Um, we've mentioned Murphy there as well, Sean Longstaff. Do you think that those players will keep their spots next week against Burnley, even if you know the likes of Fraser and Co come back in and are, are already and uh, in contention for a place in the team? Well, I think he's got he's got some big decisions to make. I mean, what you would say about Burnley is that you know it's it's a different game to Spurs, different setup completely. You know, if if Andy Carroll is fit, you would probably want him in and around it at Burnley. Um, that that's they, they seem to sort of drag it down to, to that level. You know, you've got you know Jeff Hendrick won't win many rave reviews, but. You know, if there's one game he will be fired up for, it will be Burnley away. And, you know, he will know the place, you know, extremely well. So that's one to keep an eye on. Uh, whether people agree with me or not, I know for a fact Steve Bruce will have him in contention just because, you know, he's an ex-Burnley guy. You know, Willard coming off the bench today and scoring. I know a lot of people don't get sucked into that, but it's something that does sometimes play a part. It's a little bit of motivation against your old club and it just can sometimes get an extra 10, 20% out of players. So there's lots of, um, there's lots of changes that could be made to that team and, you know, we'll wait and see. But the good thing is, is that all the injuries that were reported aren't serious. Definitely. Do we think uh, Wilson could be in contention for, for the game against Burnley? Yeah, I mean, I think he was very close to being involved today and, you know, St. Maximin, you know, came on for the last 22 minutes. Wilson could, you know, be set for a similar run out next week. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see how he, he gets through the next few days. But, you know, suddenly there seems like there's a few options um, when at one point the team was almost picking itself. Suddenly there's a lot of options there for Steve Bruce. Final question then. I mean, we're talking about positives here from today's game against Spurs, but I guess we can only really look upon them as positives if Newcastle turn that game against Burnley into a win. Um, and this kind of goes into the question here from Tony Milner, and he says, where do you think Newcastle will pick some points up? Is that starting next weekend against against Burnley? Well, I mean, that, that is one that you look at as a, it's an opportunity. It's a, it's, it's a relatively even-matched you know, contest between two teams that have been down there today. You look at, you know, Burnley lost at Southampton. You know, it could be a very similar game to that. It could be very scrappy. And, you know, where do I see them getting wins from elsewhere? Well, obviously, you've got the big games coming up after that. So, they probably need, they probably do need to, to get at least a point at Burnley. Probably need to win, if we're, being, if we're being honest. But, you know, you've got Sheffield United and Fulham towards the end of the season. And... Those games, we just have to wait and see how things go. And you still want to avoid going to Fulham needing to win to stay up. You've got to avoid that one because I've said a few times I just don't fancy it. So we have to wait and see how they get on. Fulham have got to, we've got some tough games. Um, you know, Arsenal, Leicester, Liverpool, 
but so Fulham, if you look at their fixtures, they've got I think they've got Chelsea and Arsenal away to tough London derbies. So they're under less pressure, but they've still got hard games to come. So it's going to depend on them. But I do think Newcastle can get those two or three wins um, from the remaining eight games, and that should see them home. Just finally then, today went a little bit better than you were expecting, perhaps, in terms of at least the attacking side of things and obviously picking up a, a point against Spurs, who are battling for the top four. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say I told you so, but uh, I, I optimistically, in the paper on Friday, I did say that I, I did fancy them to to get a draw, hopefully, you know, going forward, um, you know, Newcastle can continue the performance levels they have today. 